go, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. What up? My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Right here. Welcome to uh, the Tuesday. Kicking this week off right between the legs. It is the 16th day of February 2021. And uh, coming off of President's Day weekend, coming off of Valentine's Day weekend, rarely do these two meet up, Big J. But did you celebrate President's Day Valentine's Day? Uh, I I don't know what that means. You know, like uh, sitting around and making a dinner in, on the theme of your favorite president. Yeah, mashed potatoes in the form of uh, George Washington. Nice. No. A la like uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. You shaped it into the, uh, <laughs> the shape of his head, his head. It was pretty uneventful, man. Yeah, the whole weekend? Yeah, for the most part. Real laid back. Yeah, it's tough when, uh, for the most part, I mean, if you're smart, you probably got snowed in at least a little bit. And so, yeah, unexpectedly so. For sure. Uh, a bunch of snow came down. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that coming up. But uh, did that affect your plans at all, or did that not really? Maybe just a little bit, but not not that big of a deal. Yeah, uh, that's good. And, of course, now, uh, as all the children are gone, that leaves the shoveling to you, I imagine. No, right? no, no, no. Huh? Oh, no. What happened? Uh, I am allergic to that because <laughs> I want to walk. Yeah? Yeah, so uh, I did shove a little bit and realized immediately, not a good idea. So uh, the wife took care of the shoveling? Well, yeah, but I'm like, listen, it's just going to melt. Every day, it melts again. Uh, I don't know about you, but the one place uh, around me that didn't shovel is covered in ice. So I'm not sure what you mean. Uh, Did it melt totally, or did she actually finish shoveling? Uh, she did some shoveling, yeah, but I mean, there are the parts that we didn't, just there's not much there. Uh, so, either way, uh, another uh, good job, Big J. You, you, you have a tendency to avoid this stuff. It's pretty amazing. You should write a book about it. Because I don't want to end up in the emergency room. I know, that's what I'm saying. I already got enough problems without that. Teaches your ways. Uh, of course, on top of that, we also have an opportunity to chat things up today with uh, Sean Morgan. Uh, he, the lead singer of Seether, we had a chance to visit with him. You'll hear some of that today. I'm knocking around, uh, knocking this up into two parts, Big J, because it really is so good. As I was uh, putting it together, I was like, man, you know, we, we spent a pretty good amount of time on the horn with uh, with Sean Morgan. Yeah, he's real talkative. And I don't want to lose any of it, but, you know, I also realize that I can't just throw down like a 25-minute call. So... Uh, we'll see what we can do. Maybe we'll play part one today, part two tomorrow, or uh, we'll figure it all out as we go. But that's going to be awesome. Trust me, it'll be good to catch up with Mr. Morgan. That's going to happen today. Your chance to win stuff from us, including Section 37 Axe Room Passes, going to happen. We'll play some streaming dumbass today. It should be a good Tuesday, and that includes some music. Music like the Smashing Pumpkins today. Kicking off the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat online with an attorney 24-7. Just got to go to advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. And you may need one after this weekend, man. I'll tell you what. Uh, Between Friday and Saturday, more than 80 car crashes reported by the Idaho State Police Districts 3. Damn. That rolls from Payette to Mountain Home along Interstate 84 between Friday and Saturday. They responded to 78 crashes, 10 with injuries, 3 hit and runs. Additionally, another 92 slide-offs and 60 motor assists were reported just in District 3, Big J. That is according to a tweet from the Idaho State Police. Now, severe weather... Uh, did cover the Treasure Valley in around nine inches of snow over the weekend, which, of course, played a role in that. Wet snow and rain will continue uh, all the way through a little bit um, some part of this week. I mean, they're expecting some more of this crap on uh, Wednesday and Thursday this week. And so uh, there's been a winter uh, weather advisory. It's in effect all the way until this morning. But just a reminder that uh, snowy conditions and slippery roads are a thing that's going to happen. It's weird, I know, that we didn't get anything up until, like, this weekend, and then it all just dumped on us. But uh, Idaho, baby, you know? Well, the entire United States That's also right true. now is it's also <laughs> true. It's a winter wonderland. Uh, it is just strange that, that it all waited until this weekend to, to hit us. But, yeah, the places that aren't used to this kind of stuff are really, really, really like Texas. They don't get it. They don't understand what's going on. And uh, and so be thankful that uh, things are around. Hopefully you have a power situation that was okay. I know there were some issues on Saturday with some power around the Treasure Valley. But it all appears to be up and running and good to go. Just a reminder to 
uh, be careful out there. Uh, I didn't notice that the roads were too bad on the way in this morning. Uh, but, you know, again, y you can't account for other people. You always have to watch out yeah. to make sure that everybody's doing the right thing. Good news if you're a Lakers fan. Anthony Davis underwent an MRI on Monday that showed his injured Achilles tendon isn't ruptured. The team announced after the exam. Uh, of course, uh, Davis still out indefinitely is going to try to rest the injury. He left the Lakers game against the Nuggets in the second quarter on Sunday night after he thought he came back too soon and apparently aggravated that injury and then has some tendonitis going on as well and just wanted to make sure he wasn't playing on a ruptured Achilles. The good news is he isn't. The bad news is he's out for a while. Uh, you know, uh, Young Rock is coming on your TV soon, so that means it's time for Dwayne Johnson to do some press. And he did sit down with USA Today and talk about a possible political career for The Rock. The wrestler-turned-actor who has landed, of course, on top of Forbes' list of highest-paid actors for two years running is using his own life for creative purposes in the sitcom Young Rock, which premieres tonight on NBC. Three actors are going to play The Rock, uh, one as a kid living in Hawaii, another as a teen, and then a third as a Miami football player, which, of course, is all previous to him making the run at wrestling. But he also plays himself in mock interviews, and the idea in the show is he's kind of joking around about running for president in the year 2032 on the show and looking back on his life. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's almost like a How I Met Your Mother kind of circumstance. But a little bit different because you actually see The Rock, not just the disembodied voice of Bob Sager. Either way, Johnson told uh, USA Today about his long-rumored desire to run for president, and he does say that he, quote, would consider a presidential run in the future. If that's what the people wanted. Well, Big J, he is the people's champion. Do you think one day we'll be looking at President The Rock? No, I don't think so. No? How come? Because we are a, we are a, certainly a celebrity country. Yeah, uh, well, I know. I think we, we, we tried that one out. I don't know if it went great or not. Yeah, but that doesn't disparage anybody. I mean, listen, we tried it before with Schwarzenegger, too. And this long before that. And he was a celebrity before he was a politician, without a doubt. And really only famous for that and not having any political uh, ambitions whatsoever. But he still landed a governorship. You understand? I'm not putting anything past popularity. That's all right. I'm trying okay. to say. I think it's realistic that, that people could vote for I mean, listen, if The Rock is on your ballot, you're telling me you're not going to vote for him? You're the biggest Rock fan I, I know. I don't know anything about what his, you know, his... I, I mean, I, we got some of his core values, but when you get into the weeds, like... Uh, what what does he stand for? What's his platform going to be? All those things. I, I do I do appreciate that, and I understand where you're coming from, and, and, and God bless you for thinking that way, but you do realize that 98% of the people out there do not think like that. And they well, just okay. go, oh, it would be cool as President The Rock, right? I don't know about 98%. Well, it's but pretty close. There's... It's pretty close. If, if we're judging about the popularity of things that shouldn't be popular, and especially don't forget that the that, that people that aren't really super fans just know the name. Sometimes it's good enough to get him to the uh, the polls. Who knows? Either way, he's not counting anything out. He's not saying it's happening. He's just saying, you know what? Maybe. I think if he does decide to do it, it will be way before 2032. But we'll see what ends up happening. Either way, Young Rock premieres tonight at NBC. Any interest in the show? Yeah. Yeah. I want to try it out. All right. Uh, maybe we'll get a review from Big J tomorrow on top of the streaming dumbass exactly how Young Rock was. <laughs> It's Streaming Dumbass on the morning after with Nick and Big J. For the uninitiated Streaming Dumbass every single Tuesday, we jump on a streaming network and we decide three particular movies that maybe, just maybe, Big J hasn't encountered in his personal or professional lives. We strip away the stars, the creators of, the studio that brought you BS, and we're left with just something called a very brief plot description courtesy of the streaming service and based on that plot description big j must select a movie to watch and review for you in a 24-hour period that is the goal of streaming dumbass i also try to have some sort of theme running throughout the three movies so that you know it's not too obvious which one he can pick he's all kind of got to go on the same at least some sort of common ground today's theme big j thriller Thriller! Uh, it's very important that while you may see and think in some of these descriptions that it's a straight-up action film, I must caution you, uh, at least according to the description that I have seen, these are not what I would call straight-ahead action films. You understand? Yeah, I get it. Okay. 
Movie number one. On a hiking trip to try to rekindle their failing marriage, a couple find themselves fleeing for their lives in the unforgiving wilderness from an unknown shooter. Oh, God. Sounds horrifying. Yeah. Thriller. Movie number two. Dr. Stephen Murray is a renowned surgeon who presides over a spotless household with his family. Enter Martin, a fatherless teen who insinuates himself into the doctor's life in gradually unsettling ways. Soon, the full scope of Martin's intent becomes clear, which could shatter Stephen's life forever. Oh, man. Ho-ho! Movie number three. After snatching a crashed space shuttle, crew members find a seven-year-old girl inside. They realize that she's a human-like robot wanted by the government and decide to demand a ransom in exchange. Movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three, Big J? I'm going to go with uh, The Chase Through the Forest. The Chase Through the Forest. Movie number one. All right. Uh, You passed on movie number three, the space movie that was called Space Sweepers, starring Song Joon Ki and Richard Armitage. You also passed on movie number two called The The Killing of a Sacred Deer that stars Nicole Kidman and Colin Farrell. You picked a movie that is brand new on Netflix, but I, I'm I'm looking at it, and from what I can gauge, because it is brand brand new, I'm pretty sure you're gonna have to watch the dubbed version of it. I think it's a foreign film. Oh. And judging by the stars, I'm not far off. The movie is called Red Dot, and it stars Anastasia Solis and Nana Blondell. And that is the movie that you will be watching tonight. It is on Netflix. It is called Red Dot. So just make sure you're selecting either dubbed or subtitled, whichever one you want to be a part of. Uh, Either way, the movie is called Red Dot. He will be watching it tonight. You can watch it tonight if you want to play the home game as well and see if you like it or hate it as much as Big J does around this time tomorrow. Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you have been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat online with an attorney 24-7 at the website advocateslaw.com. This is probably the least surprising piece of information you're going to get today, but tented weddings are very popular, Big J. Oh? Like more popular than ever. Claire Bean owns a boutique event planning and design firm in the Hamptons, New York, which is one of the most uh, exclusive places you can have one of those. And she says that right now having an outdoor tented wedding allows people to create something really personal at any price point. So the tented affairs have, number one, been incredibly popular because of coronavirus and being an outdoor event. But number two, you can make these things as larger, ideally right now, as small as you want them to be. You can actually do anything anywhere from 10 to, uh, you know, 100 guests, depending on the coronavirus restrictions of where you live. And it costs anywhere from, you know, $4,000 all the way up to $16,000, depending on how extravagant you want to get. You can get all the way up to a 164 feet long tent if you want. Wow. The tent designs vary as well, of course. You can go from simple to luxurious. It really is like anything. It depends on how much money you want to spend. Does it come with clowns? It does not come with clowns. Uh, Those are extra. But much like any, you know, wedding kind of thing, the racket still exists. Meaning, you know, the amount of money that it costs for you to rent a tent in the last calendar year for the the weddings has almost doubled in price, Big J. So companies are trying to take advantage of the fact that this is really the only wedding you can throw if you want to throw a wedding these days. Uh, so tech companies can also supply electricity and heat if you're going someplace super remote. Well, tented weddings can get expensive. Uh, it appears to be they're going to be the number one option for 2021 as well. Uh, not a lot of weddings happen in 2020 because a lot of people put them off or cancel them altogether because, you know, that ruined everything in the summer and fall months. So we'll see what 2021 brings. It sounds like a lot more outdoor weddings. So get used to it. And if you are planning on getting hitched in the year 2021, uh, I would say start saving up for it as well. Because the prices probably aren't going to go down, Big J, if I know anything about supply. No, it usually doesn't work that way. No. Former NFL wide receiver Vincent Jackson, who last played in the league in 2016, was found dead in a hotel room in Florida on Monday. He was just 38 years old. No signs of trauma. The medical examiner is investigating the cause of death, but... It's not a good story if you look into the details. Uh, Basically, uh, the county sheriff's office had to do a wellness check on Jackson on Friday because 
his family reported him missing two days uh, ago. And so they said apparently he'd been staying at this particular hotel uh, since early January and was on the outs of this family for whatever reason and then passed away in his hotel room. Oh, man. Of course, uh, Jackson played for the San Diego Chargers for seven seasons and then five seasons with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Four-time Pro Bowler. Don't know if he got caught up in some bad stuff and some bad things happened or who knows what's going on. Could be something totally different. So just sad news anytime a 38-year-old pro athlete passes away. Uh, And, of course, we'll find out more to this story a little bit further down the road when everything starts to come in, but just crappy that it happened. Congratulations to the Foo Fighters. They have scored their third number one on the Top S album chart with Medicine at Midnight. According to the data, the album sold 64,000 copies in the U.S. this week, uh, and that ended, of course, on February 11th. The band previously topped the charts in 2017 with Concrete and Gold and Wasting Light back in 2011. Meanwhile, the album's 23,000 in vinyl sales also made the third largest sales this week for a hard rock album since that began tracking sales back in 1991. So congratulations to the Foo Fighters. It appears people are into Medicine at Midnight. Do you like the album, Big J? Yeah. It's Big J approved? You betcha. That's what I like very much. I like it too. So uh, get it for yourself and join the rest of us that enjoy it or pick it up on vinyl and be part of the resurgence of that. Your call. X rocks. Oh, Florida, how we love you. God. Florida. That is where we're going. For today's We're Going to Hell story and a gentle reminder that hell hath no fury like a woman hammered, Big J. And a Florida woman got herself in trouble because, well, she and her younger sister, uh, this young lady's name is Joanna. She's 64 years old. And her younger sister, Laura, who's about uh, three years younger than her, decided, you know what? Let's get hammered on a Thursday night. Yeah, man. So Thursday night of last week, they're sitting in uh, Florida. They're hanging out in their house, and they are just getting hammered. But listen, man, when you're 64 years old, you can't party like when you were 21. You understand? Mm -hmm. So uh, they knock out about uh, 18 beers between the two of them, and 64-year-old Joanna just just runs out of steam and falls asleep and so she passes out because of all the partying but listen younger sister laura is like hey i'm only 62 i got a couple more beers in me let's get it on so she decides to continue partying even though the older sister passed out uh fast forward about an hour and a half and that is when the 64 year old suspect Woke up in a rage and saw, was like, hey, listen, how come you didn't wake me up? The party's still going on. I don't want to be a party pooper. Don't let me pass out. What kind of sister lets her older sister pass out because she's so drunk? This sounds more like a Wisconsin fight than a Florida fight. Then the 64-year-old Joanna decided to grab her prescription EpiPen and drove it into her sister's arm. And then said, I'm allergic to drunks. And she popped the EpiPen (laughs) in her arm. Uh, What happens when you don't need an EpiPen? Well, a gigantic large welt starts to to boil up on your skin. Probably wasn't done nicely either. Correct. And it starts to freak out the sisters. So police were called. That's assault, brother. Police show up. Uh, They question the sister. They look at her arm. It's clearly got something going on. And the sister again repeated her allegations, quote, I'm allergic to drunks, so I injected her with the EpiPen so she wouldn't be drunk anymore. What's the big deal? Paramedics uh, were then rushed into the scene because, listen, it's not a good idea to inject EpiPen stuff into somebody uh, that doesn't need it. These things are prescription for a reason. And it is to fight off a horrible and severe allergic reaction. And it's just not something you want to inject into somebody. The good news is the paramedics determined that uh, Joanne was Joanna was so drunk when she injected the EpiPen into Laura that she didn't actually inject any medication in because she kind of used it more like a knife as opposed to an actual syringe. And so all the, the welt and the damage that was done to her sister's arm was basically all physical because it doesn't feel great to get a huge needle jammed in your arm in a fit of rage, you know? Uh, and there's going to be some residual effects because of it, but no medication was got in, so she wasn't in any medical danger. But you were right the first time around. 
they still got Joanna for assault. And Laura wanted to press charges. She was not happy about this whole situation. But you can understand. So, maybe take it down from, you know, 18 beer beers to like 8. Do you think she really said, I'm allergic to well, beer? Well, she said it. No, she said, I'm, I'm allergic, allergic to, to drunks. drunks. She said it twice. So, I'm guessing that, yeah, she probably did. God say that. God and don't forget, her. she's still hammered too. I mean, even yeah. if you pass out and you wake up an hour and a half later, this alcohol is not removed from your system. Nope. You're still pretty hammered. So it doesn't surprise me that she's like, I know what will make my sister not drunk anymore. My EpiPen. <laughs> uh, it's not just not a good idea all the way around. And her poor sister paid the price and I don't think they'll be partying together anytime soon. And a reminder from all medical experts in EpiPen will not cure you from being hammered. Please remember that as well. And, I mean, what a way to waste an EpiPen. Those things are never cheap. Ever. Ever. So yeah. why you would want to throw 350 down the drain because your sister had a couple extra beers, I don't know. But, again, when you're hammered, you're probably not thinking in a correct state of mind. Without a doubt. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Sean Morgan of Seether. Next on the X Rock. See, they're bruised and bloodied here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. That's the latest from uh, that band. And I tell you what, man, there's not a guy in rock that maybe goes further back on this show than Sean Morgan of Seether, who, of course, is just a one of the best guys in rock to talk to, period. At the end, we had a chance to catch up with Sean. We're going to break this up into two parts. Part one is going to happen today. Our conversation with Sean Morgan, lead singer of Seether. We talk about all sorts of stuff, but mostly... What's going on with him lately? Let's check in. Hey, Sean, how you doing, man? Great, man. I, you know, I, I survived 2020, so you can only get better from here, right? <laughs> right? I know. We, we would hope so, anyways. And, and what did you do with your 2020? I drank a lot. Uh, <laughs> and I was sad a lot. No. <laughs> uh, you know what, man? I, I'm, I'm, I, was, uh, I spent as much time as I could being a dad and a husband and trying to be as good as, as I could at that. I failed a lot because of, of, you know, not being in a good spot mentally, but I've turned a corner, man, and 2021 is looking good so far, and we're looking proactive, and uh, we're going to turn this around and, and start being positive and happy all the time instead of being miserable and hungover. Oh, I like that idea, man. Uh, and, and, you know, it's got to be weird, too, being a musician, always being on the road. You know, you don't get to spend those large chunks of family time uh, together. That must have been kind of an adjustment for you a little bit. Yeah, it's been really cool, though, man, because, you know, we started locking down. We, we, we saw the, the sort of signs, and we pulled my daughter out of daycare in February, end of February. And so we had a we had, we had the official lockdown, I think, started for us in March sometime, right? So we, we were already hunkered down. And um, at that time, she was, you know, she wasn't three yet. She was she was still kind of just saying words and, and half sentences and things. And, and she was going through about 17 diapers a day. So the first thing we tackled was was potty training. Mm-hmm. And, man, she nailed it. We, we, we got to, we got to, you know, peeing on the potty and i think after the first day the number two took a while but we got through that too but the best part has been being part of that experience and then also seeing how she's grown and how she's developed as a little person so i've been home for the entire year to see all of it and i haven't missed any of the key moments which is not normal for us. normally i'd be i'd have to get a, a phone call to tell me what happened or what was said or uh you know or i'd have to have a a video call to say goodnight. All those kinds of things have been great. I like it. Sean Morgan from Seether joins us. Of course, also in the midst of all this stuff last year, right in the middle of all this bunk, you decided to release the latest album, which I'm sure is also a bit of a different thing because you didn't have to go out on the road to support it and that kind of stuff. Was was it a good idea, bad idea, looking back, just doing what you needed to do, or was it done and it needed to get out there? Oh, it's a bit of all of the above, I'd say. Um, I think for me, when, when an album's done and recorded, I'm excited for it to come out because it's, it's, it's it's a, it's a you know, sort of a snapshot of the current status or the, the current place where I'm at musically. Whether or not they, they live on in, in other people's minds or even in my own, that's, that's questionable. And I mean, I, I, know what it, I know each album has been a phase for me and I look back at each one fondly for different reasons. And I've never been in a situation where they said, okay, cool, well, this album's done, but you may have to sit on it for a year, year and a half. And then I, in my mind, it's like, well, well, doesn't that then mean that I should write a, a whole new album in that year and a half so that when, when it comes out, it's more current to what, I, what I'm feeling at that time. And it can be more current, say, about current affairs in general like you, if i'm, if I'm going to if i'm going to sort of touch on societal issues then it needs to be something that's a little bit more current than it would have been you know a year and a half two years ago so 
I'm glad that we did it because I also think that at some t- at some point I got sick of all the music that I loved because I'd listened to all of it over and over again, and and I was constantly hoping for something new from some from some of the bands that I love. And Bring Me the Horizon, I think, was was one of the first bands that put out a new song, and I was like, holy cow, that's awesome. And that was kind of a, a sign for me that putting the album out was going to be a good thing because I embraced that Parasite Eve song when yeah. it came out because. Yeah. I had burned through emo, like, uh, you know, or, or however you say it. Because I, I, when the album came out, it was a band that I wasn't necessarily always a fan of, but I'm, I'm, I was a fan of that album. Then when they put out a new song, it kind of, it, it, it was a hopeful thing. It was kind of like, look, don't worry. You know, we're still out here. We're still doing music. Nothing. I mean, things may have changed drastically, but ultimately some things have not. And, and I think putting out music was kind of a normalcy thing. It was kind of like a, look, everything sucks right now, but hey, how about you guys have this in the meantime to just to, to I don't know help out help you through uh, annoy you whatever it was but I, I think it was a good decision at the end of the day yeah and and you know listen uh, Sean no no joke I mean the music is great you're you're a fantastic songwriter and and you reach people and it means something and you know delaying an album might you know kind of hurt in that regard too is some people are, you know the huge fans are waiting for it and, and they you know they need that it helps heal them and it helps drive them and inspire them um uh so that that's a really important thing that i don't know if if you know if that's the point of view from a musician or from you guys like god oh, people are waiting for this to because they need to feel something from this thank you for saying that yeah you know what man i, I we've always been a, a real sort of fan oriented band it's like we 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 like to keep our fans happy because without them, we are nothing. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's a, such a simple thing. It's such a simple concept that it, it seems it's lost on a lot of people. But you know, putting out new music was as personal for us as it is for our fans, especially like the, the, you know, the hardcore fans that, that, that have been fans since day one and are still hanging on and, and, and you know, they're, they're the diehards. And, uh, so it serves a purpose for us to put out new stuff because it, it's, it's what I love to do. I love to put out albums. I mean, it's my favorite part of, of the, of the business of my life now is to do the recording side of it. And then, you know, go out and play it would be nice, which looks like we may start slowly but surely this year to be able to do and, and, and to really sort of have that one-on-one fan band interaction that, that we, that we, that we enjoy because, you know, some of the options were so weird last year. It was like, Hey, you guys want to play a, a you know, like a, a parking lot, but <laughs> here's the deal. Everyone's about 150 feet away from you, right. and they're all in their car, so you can't see them. And I was like, well, no, I don't want to do that because that sucks. Because we have, I'm sort of, I sort of retreat into myself when we play shows and maybe throw out some picks and things. But the other two guys up front on the stage are, are very, very interactive with people, and they're pointing and high-fiving, and, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a very much a, a, a mutual experience. And... We couldn't figure out how that was going to make us feel. We, we can't put on so, even that stream we did. Sorry, my mind's racing, but even that stream we did was so bizarre because it was you finish and it's like, okay, so now what? Let's do the next song, I guess. You know, it was just, there was just no there was no chit chat between us and people in, in the crowd. There was it was it, it's so disorientating to, to 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 not have that interaction. So we we put all that kind of stuff off, obviously, but. Now, with 2021 being the way it is, and it, and it seems like we're going to be able to do some sort of limited type thing that doesn't have to be quite so awkward, I think we're really looking forward to it. And and that's an important part of us, too, is, is, is when fans, you know, like for example, currently we have a lot of fans that are, are asking us to do another One Cold Night album and do like a, a second acoustic live album, which, we, which we're, we're considering doing, because if that's what people want us to do and we feel like it's the right time for us to do it and it's kind of symbiotic, then why not do it? You know what I mean? You always kind of have to keep an ear to the ground and say, what, what are fans saying? What are they saying about the album? What are they saying about the, the singles? What are they saying about, you know, the lack of touring? Or what do they say about the streaming? You know, so you, you, you take that and you use that feedback and you take it all as constructive. Because if you, if you got offended by, and, and, and honestly, we've been, we've been pretty lucky. I haven't, I don't read any comments or anything, but the guys tell me that pretty much everything that we've, we've done has been received positively by, by our fans. So that's great. It's just how we like to operate. So the music is first and foremost. I write it for myself, obviously, but um, it's 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 there for those fans too, and and, and those fans that, that learn the lyrics and they, they're in the front row, or the guys that are, you know, the guys and girls that are outside the venue three, four, five hours before the doors open, so they can get to the front to be near us. That, those are the kinds of people that that, that keep us going. You know? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, then The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 
at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. One of the uh, many phrases that has popped up recently over the past couple of months, more so than ever before, is probably something called conspiracy theories. Big J, are you familiar? Yeah. And a new study uh, reveals that everyone's prone to believing at least one conspiracy theory. Now, it is important to remember what conspiracy theories mean. Because uh, one of the things that's happened over the course of the last couple months is everything that is seen as crazy or out of the ordinary or just goofy is considered a conspiracy theory. But uh, don't forget that the actual definition of conspiracy theory is somebody has to be trying to cover something up. You understand? Right. And so researchers... It takes more than one person. Yes, correct. It takes a group of people to try to as purposely, uh, you know, keep somebody else or another group of people in the dark about something nefarious that's going on in the background. And researchers from Norway say that uh, more conspiracy theories that are brought up, the more people are going to agree with at least one of them. In addition, conspiracy theorists were found to more likely to be, uh, number one, have less education. Number two, belong to groups that feel they should have more power than they actually do. And number three, were way more likely to get their information from social media and social media only. Researchers say that we're all a little bit more vulnerable to believing what we think is right, especially when our identity is at stake and emotions are strong. So, if everybody believes one, I ask you, Big J, you don't have to go into details because I don't want to get into that kind of conversation, but is there at least one conspiracy theory out there that you believe? Um, I, here's the thing. I used to be, I mean, I was a black helicopter chasing neoconservative conspiracy uh, person, especially when I was in high school. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, I, I believe that some of them might be real but i also came to the conclusion that there's not a damn thing i could do about it if they were real and so i kind of just made peace with the fact i'm like well what are you gonna do i mean what am i to start a revolution i'm gonna be some sort of revolution uh leader you could if you wanted to yeah i don't think so so i just kind of put that to sleep and yeah there are a lot of people it only takes a couple people to create a conspiracy uh-huh. not everybody has to be told the reason that they're doing things, working in the corporate world, you get told one thing and somebody else is doing another thing. So there are some some things in which work that way. But uh, also you have to go with Occam's razor. And sometimes the 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 most significant answer or the easiest answer to get to is a straight line. And that doesn't include a conspiracy. Right. Not, so. not everything is a conspiracy theory. Uh, I agree with you there. Uh, but, I mean, uh, were the theories, uh, were, were any of the theories that you believed in proven wrong at a later point? No, here's the thing. They can't be proven wrong. <laughs> okay? They can't be proven wrong because the evidence is, doesn't exist uh, or it's being kept away from people. So are those still conspiracy theories then that you believe in? Uh, no, no, like I said, no, not really. Okay. Uh, you've just you've kind of grown out of them, I yeah, guess. Yeah, exactly. I kind of grew up. It, but it sounded like you believed in them. Absolutely. And you th- <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> believed in them, one hundred percent. But now you don't, or you just think they're not worth thinking about that much anymore. I, I, I probably the latter part. Okay. So you still think that they're there? You just you're just shrugging your shoulders at everything. There's definitely some weird hinky things, but I mean it's not. It, there's probably a reasonable explanation for them. Sure. There's just nobody giving them uh, the the time of day, you know. Got it. But not enough for you to dig enough to give them no, the light of day. No, no, I've given up on those ideas. Gotcha. The world of COVID is going to play a part in the NBA's All-Star Weekend next month. The league told teams yesterday, according to rules agreed to by the NBA and the Players Union, among them, players taking part in All-Star Weekend in Atlanta will mostly have to remain in their hotels when they aren't at the arena. And there will be continue to be daily COVID testing. The All-Star Game and Skills Contests will be held on March 7th. Starters will be announced uh, today and reserves on February 23rd. So they're going forward with this, despite a lot of people in the NBA going, why are we doing this? Especially considering like we can't do any of the All-Star activities. What's the point of doing this if we just have to sit in a hotel room? But the NBA wants an All-Star weekend, and therefore they will have one. 
Big J, it probably shouldn't surprise you, but Tommy Lee and Molly Crew loved drugs back in the day. Yeah, they did. And he has talked about the fact that the group used to smuggle drugs aboard both their tour bus and their private jet back in the day. Uh, this came up on Steve-O's Wild Ride podcast. The drummer reveals exactly how they got away with it. He said, quote, if you're on your tour bus, they're in the back. There's a vent, like an emergency exit. And as soon as we would stop and pulled into an immigration, and when we're coming back to the States, we'd pop the top nice and throw, take everything, put it up on the roof of the bus, and close the ventilation. Dogs, immigration dudes came through the bus and said, all right, good to see you. You guys have fun. And as soon as we uh, shut that bus door... We would pop it up and pull it all back in. Good job, dogs. What happened? Well, I mean, they can't smell it if it's outside, I suppose. Lee said the band used a similar trick on their plane. He said on an airplane, you've got the headliner upholstery, and they take the cocaine or whatever it was and put whatever they could stick above the seat for some reason and then put it up in that particular liner. And with a little piece of double-sided tape, apparently people couldn't tell. Lee said that he was always nervous when the drug-sniffing dogs would come in. And they would find they he would be worried they'd find the stash, but they pulled it off several times and never got busted. So, I guess congratulations on being drug, uh, you know, smugglers. Motley Crew, way to go! Yeah. But it also doesn't surprise me that they were able to Let's figure do out as how much to... coke as we can before we leave. I mean, it was if you remember the days, it, you know, you could pull over any one of those buses back in the day and probably find a ridiculous amount of drugs on all of them. Like you remember when Willie Nelson's tour bus got pulled over when you cross state lines all the time? Yeah. And he would get busted for pot. It's like it's like the easiest bust in the world. Pulling over the Motley Crew tour bus at some point, I suppose, but never got busted or people didn't care enough to try. <laughs> Smackdown on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, we got a great prize here for you uh, for Pop Culture Smackdown for the next two weeks here. An opportunity to get your hands on some bogus basin passes. So uh, we've got some day and night passes here to uh, give you uh, for beating me in Pop Culture Smackdown. But even better, we're getting qualified to win a uh, season pass. Uh, that you can use for the remainder of this season and, of course, for the, ne- the next season. Yeah, uh, pretty nice value attached to this. So if you need some skiing, we got you covered with a uh, day or night pass. And then, of course, uh, the big grand prize will be drawn here in a couple weeks. We have three of those to give away. So if you want to ski it up on us at Bogus, now will be the time to get on the phone and play a little bit of Pop Culture Smackdown. 208-287-1003. Winner's going to have to defeat Big J in Pop Culture Knowledge. I hope... You're ready. Big J, are you ready? Yeah, I guess. And to the phones we go. Hello, the X. Hello. Hey, what's your name, man? Chuck. Chuck, you're up first. Chuck, according to local folklore, Chinese skyscrapers have large holes in them to allow what flying monsters, really featured in Game of Thrones, to pass through? Dragon. That is right. <laughs> Big J, since 1918, Sailor Jack and Bingo have been the company mascots for what food? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Cracker Jack. That is right. Right. Good job. Chuck, back to you. You have the right to remain silent is the first line of what warning or rights you're read by the police. The Miranda rights? Right. That is correct. Big J, what ni- 1997 marked the initial release of what revolutionary software for singers by Antares Audio? What was the first part of the question? 1997 marked the initial release of what revolutionary software for singers by Antares Audio? Uh, I'm going to say auto-tune. Right. That is correct. Chuck, back to you. (laughs) Which flowers are most frequently used in beer-making process to impart bitter flavor and act as a preservative? Beer. Nope. Beer? Yes, beer is... No, you said... I did say beer. Beer Beer-making? Which flowers are most frequently used in the beer-making process to impart bitter flavor and act as preservatives? Pops. That is correct. Right. Big J and Elvis Presley's hit song on what street was Heartbreak Hotel? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, right in the... Heartbreak Hotel is uh-huh. street. Lonely Street? Yeah. Right. Right on the edge of Lonely Street, bro. <laughs> I can do no wrong. <laughs> Chuck, this actress has her own production company called Flower Films and starred in such movies as E.T., Never Been Kissed, and The Wedding Singer. Drew Barrymore. That is correct. Right. Big J, final question. To the death, Chuck's going to win either way. No. Debuting in 1928, what was the nickname of 
the sci-fi hero, Anthony Rogers. Buck Rogers. There you go. Right. I was hoping you get the call back. Woo! Well done. You ran to the table, both of you. Well played there, Chuck. Congratulations. We're hooking you up with some bogus basin passes. Hang on one second. We'll get those to You're you. Lucky Chuck. And there is your pop culture smackdown. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Some headlines are next on the X Rock. Right now. It's time for headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines are brought to you by Team Mazda. Need a car loan do-over? Get online pre-approval with the I pre-check button at GoTeamMazda.com. You know the one you just heard about on the X. Check it out for yourself at GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Bovine Revenge, still creepy, and push it real good. Bovine Revenge. An escaped cow ran inside a hospital in Columbia and then wreaked havoc on those in the waiting room. Like, seriously. Security cameras show the camera, the animal getting inside and then running around. A group of people can be seen running for safety, but the cow still manages to catch up with them and slam into them. In the video, the cow falls several times, of course, and then some patients escape, but the animal leaves an injured woman trapped on the floor as two men manage to grab the animal and lead it away. The cow is eventually seen exiting the hospital, but the crazy incident happened at San Rafael Hospital in San Luis. A local hospital says nobody was seriously injured in the accident, but still sucks to be in a hospital waiting room and get run over by a cow a couple times. Agree or disagree, Big J? Yeah. But then again, Big J, maybe that's what we get for eating hamburgers. Moo out of the way. Fair's fair. Still creepy or push it real good? Push it real good. A Scottish woman is being hailed as Wonder Woman after she helped push a milk truck up a snowy hill. The Sun reports the amazing feat happened when a large snowstorm recently struck the Scottish town of Cowbeneath, causing unusual issues. Charlene Leslie says she was headed for the store when she noticed the large truck full of milk struggling to make it up the hill, so she decided she was going to run out and help the truck along. The mom of three says she ended up asking a neighbor to watch her kids while she went to help out. A view was captured of the mom helping the truck has gone viral. The chairman of the company that owns the truck was so impressed that he awarded Leslie with free milk for a year for her and her entire family, Big J. Wow. For helping to push the damn milk truck up a snowy hill. Now, I've seen the video. I'm not sure how much she's doing work-wise, but it's still pretty cool to see. Tell you what, it's better special effects than the ones that were in Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. It certainly looks better than that. Uh, so you may want to check out the video if you haven't yet and then go, whoa, there's a lady that's enjoying free milk. Big J, if you had free milk for a year, how much milk would that give you? Two gallons? Maybe? Yeah, I don't drink a whole lot of milk. All used for cooking, I'm guessing? You bet. Mac wrap, and cheese, baby. Wrap it up with Still Creepy. Would you want to stay in the home of a fictional serial killer, Big J? Fictional? Yes. Yeah, sure. Why not? Fans of Silence of the Lambs now have the chance to stay in the home that was portrayed as Buffalo Bill's home soon. The home is located in Pennsylvania, and it was recently sold. The new owner, Chris Rowan, says he plans to turn the home into a B&B. Rowan adds that he plans to renovate parts of the home to match the film and says he is hosting a contest to choose who will be the first to spend the night there once the renovations are complete. You can enter via social media links at buffalobillshouse.com through February 26th, and the winner will be announced in March. I agree. There's not a lot of creepiness involved. I mean, it might be cool, I guess, if that's like your favorite movie, to stay in Buffalo Bill's house. Yeah. Weird if it would have the pit in it, I guess. Uh, Somebody might get hurt that way. But I believe that it's very different than staying in, like, an actual serial killer's house. You know what I mean? Yeah, like staying at the Amityville house. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah, that's that's haunted. A little bit different than serial killing. But sure, I understand what you're saying. The fact that real creepy things could happen as opposed to fake creepy things are very, very different. This is more like a living out of fantasy than it is some sort of morbid reality of you staying in the place where several people were actually murdered. You know what I mean? Yeah. There is a, a distinct difference between reality and movies. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There are your headlines. You're up to date on everything. Asking Alexandria, they don't want what we want here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And all we want, Big J, is our food to taste better, bro. Yeah, yeah. And uh, got some research here. Could pizza, mac and cheese, or hot fudge sundae taste even better? Well, apparently... Uh, and this is going somewhere different than I thought it was. But once you decide you want it, put off eating it for 30 minutes, Nick. 
Huh. A new study found that people who waited a half hour to eat a treat rated it as more flavorful than those who ate the same item immediately after being offered it. <laughs> so you have it's it's all about the art of anticipation. Yeah, huh? yeah, exactly. The word they use, anticipating how delicious it will be, enhances the experience when you finally eat it. And I'm like, wow, that sounds a lot like foreplay. That's exactly it. It's, it's food play. That's yeah, exactly it. Yeah, I want to text it something sexy. Dear well, Sunday, <laughs> take that chocolate off. Here your we go. Your cheese is so gooey and <laughs> dripping. <laughs> I suppose I can see where that would kind of make sense. Uh, also a small form of psychological torture, I suppose, if you're looking forward to it. But, you know, uh, not everything you can give a half an hour window to. I guess if you're if you're cooking, it all makes Depends, sense. Is that hot? chocolate sauce on the <laughs> I mean, sundae? if you make a sundae and then wait 30 minutes before you eat it, it's just going to be a pile of mush and yeah. it won't be any fun. Yeah. But I understand what they mean if you just say, listen, I'm going to have a sundae, but I'm going to have it in half an hour and I'm going to think of all the stuff I want on right. it. I suppose that can enhance the taste of it. And, uh, you know, the mind is a very powerful muscle. And I suppose that getting exercise could be a great way to enhance the taste of your food no matter what it is, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that or, or being high. <laughs> also, that would help with the taste of things as well. Uh, will you put any of this into practice, Big J? I mean, I feel like I have. How so? Well, you know, when whenever you're smoking meat, for example, you should let it rest. Right. And in well, brisket in particular, you want to let it rest an hour or longer. I mean, that's a lot of anticipation. Let me tell you what. It's true, because you have the smells kind of fermenting throughout the house, right? Yeah, it gets you all into a, a tizzy. Let me tell you what. And uh, mm. have you... Rip that butcher paper right open! <laughs> have you been pleased with the, uh, the meat that you smoked? <laughs> I've been pleased with my meat, yeah. Good. Well, maybe, maybe it is the anticipation right. that has made it that much better. Uh, and so there could be something to it. So if you've got the, the psychological strength in order to put things off for a half an hour when you're about to eat something, then maybe just maybe it could improve its taste. Good luck to all of you. Yeah, you're going to need it. Morning After with Nick and Big J, because that does require a little bit of thing called willpower. Not everybody has it. Exactly. We are going to do some bad impressions. That's happening next on the X-Rocks. I've got a lot of secrets. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And we're hooking somebody up right now with a Section 37 Axe Room gift card, $25 style. they got three locations here in the Treasure Valley. Go throw some axes, man. Take out your aggression on wood with metal. 208-287-1003. That is our phone number. If you would like to play a little thing called Bad Impressions, Big J has come up with three different clues. Each one of those clues uh, points to somebody that is pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in three clues or less, then you are going to go to Section 37 on us. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Morning. Morning, man. Who's this? Hey, it's Arden. All right, Arden, you're up first. Good luck. I have a song called Cop Killer. Totally ironic because I play a cop on Law & Order SVU. Oh, that's the one on the ice key. Ice tea. Ice is correct. Well played. One clue is all you need. Hang on one second. Since we'll get some information. Clue first. Uh, what were clues two and three? I made a cameo as myself in Rick and Morty Get Swifty episode, but I didn't voice Water T. You like my band Body Count? We're going back to rehab. Back, back, back. back You're going to have rehab. to explain that second one to me. What, what is it? Uh, the cameo from Get Swifty episode of huh. Rick and Morty. Uh -huh. Remember? Ice T? Yes. He did not voice that. Oh, so then he didn't really make a cameo. Well, no, he it's called, still called a cameo because they use his likeness, but he... It's still called a cameo, even yeah. though he has nothing I mean, to do with it? That's what Dan Harmon calls it, and Weird. he's your god, so... Well, didn't, didn't Dan Harmon actually do the voice of Ice-T? Yes, too? he did. There he was go. hoping he would get Ice-T to do it, but... <laughs> I'm Ice-T. Why is Ice-T uh, in the news? Today's his birthday. Happy birthday, Ice-T. Uh, how old do you think he is? 51? 63. Okay. And uh, he's uh, still, uh, you know, in the uh, SVU episodes and uh, keeping it real on Twitter. <laughs> That's what he says. That's what he says he's doing. I know. It's just funny to hear you say it. I know. But I really wish they would just go ahead and make a sequel. Let's make a sequel now to Surviving the Game. Uh, they've tried to do like 17 other versions of that particular yeah, Surviving the Game. Yeah, but where's Jack Mason? I don't know. That's he survived the game. Maybe he's moved Rutger on. Rutger Hauer's dead. That's... 
Uh, I'm not, you know, I remember I've watched and enjoyed surviving the game, Classic. but it's been a really long time since I've seen it. Like, uh, how did he get on there? Do you remember? Like how, did how, he, how did he get did he, did he get like captured and put on that island? I, I, I think it because he was on the streets. Is that all it was? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I could not remember how he got in that situation that he was in. I just remembered that they uh, bleeped with the wrong dude. That much I remember. And ice. That's great, man. Go watch that. Uh, but yeah, he's not doing a whole hell of a lot in the world of movies outside of SVU. So he's keeping it busy, and of course has Body Count, which is a uh, fantastic band that you can check out at your leisure. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We're going to wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. Greta Van Fleet, My Way Soon is how we're going to wrap up the Morning After with Nick and Big J for this Tuesday. Thanks for hanging out with us after your long President's Day and Valentine's Day weekend. We appreciate it. Big J selected a movie called Red Dot today that he will watch for uh, you on Netflix and then review it for you tomorrow for streaming dumbass. That's going to happen. Special thank you to Sean Morgan for popping by for part one. We will air part two of our conversation with the front man from Seether tomorrow morning on this very show right around the same time so make sure you tune in for that had a chance to give away some bogus basin passes today big j ran the table on pop culture smackdown yeah found out some lady will stab you with an epi pen if you get hammered around her hammered lots of stuff happened on the show show today. today and that leaves you with the floor big j yeah today is national pancake day Happy National Pancake Day. So uh, IHOP, uh, you know, uh, with the difficulties and COVID and all that, if you uh, go sign up uh, for a My uh, Hop account, uh, they will gladly email you an IOU coupon for your uh, free stack of IHOP pancakes. If you're jonesing for some pancakes, that would be the place to go. What does a My Hop account give you? Uh, I'm sure it's like any other rewards. Just a rewards yeah. kind of card where you can cash it in for free food down the line? Most likely. All right. Uh, any interest in getting some pancakes today, Big J? Nah. So you I'm just letting other people know I'm a service here. It's a public service announcement. Are you not a pancake fan? Uh, I don't mind pancakes, uh, but, uh, you know, we were having a discussion about this earlier, and I somewhat agree with you. After the first pancake, it all kind of, you know, just gets gross to me. Yeah, it gets all mushy and, and syrupy. and It's heavy. And, like, you know, uh, there's so many other fantastic, like, I'm a huge breakfast fan. And to me, there's so many other choices at breakfast that uh, appeal to me a little bit more than pancakes. Yeah, it is tough. And I, I get sucked into the, hey, uh, here's an option for you. Do you want a pancake to come with your food? And I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. I've seen you do that a couple times. Now that I think and about just it. because I want something sweet instead of just going along with my huge, huge Usually you're, you're playful of meat and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> in, in potato. <laughs> Uh, next set of x brought to you by Team Mazda. Need a car loan do-over? Get online pre-approval with the iPreCheck button at GoTeamMazda.com. Jace Drew is back. He is up next. See you tomorrow. See you, X-Rocks.